Welcome to the Amazing Clarks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives. And you are joining us here for our Love Revolution, where we discuss ideas and concepts that help us love ourselves and one another more. That's right. No matter what level you're on, we're here to take you higher. So today we have another amazing episode for you guys. Today's topic is... Is love just a construct of the mind? Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. What is it? Anthony, I feel like you're just going to go hard on this one. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I love having these discussions with you. You know what? I love having these discussions, too. One of the reasons why, too, is because not only is this perfect for couples, it's perfect for you singles Mm -hmm. as well. Yes. Because what are you chasing? Yes. What are you you looking for? And why do you you have the goals? Yeah. Find it. And why do you have the goals in love that you have in love too? That's another big one. That's right. right. Why that's you? That's what you're chasing. Why did you create that goal? That's right. What does All it right. mean? So I, I got a feeling we're going to go deep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Me too. That's right. But before <laughs> we jump into that main topic, you guys know what time it is. Yep. It's time to catch up with the clocks. Yes. So. Baby, what do you want to share with the listeners? Is there anything new and exciting in your life? Anything interesting you want to share with with our audience? You know, um, it always kind of throws me off when you say new and exciting because Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. My life's not that exciting right now. I'm just working a lot and preparing for the future a little bit, preparing for a move, preparing to travel, but I'm kind of in a holding pattern. So I'm working on business, uh, hanging out with you, enjoying my life, feeling good, working on my health, working on my beauty. Like I have time to focus on things that I've never had time to focus on before. But what I've actually been putting a lot of time and energy into is our Life Coach Academy helping the coaches that we've certified to um, spread love and to help people the way that we help people. So that's really been my focus the last Check week. Life Coach Academy at the Life Coach Academy.com. <laughs> I love what you. Do you <laughs> How about you, honey? What have you been, what have you been focusing on? I've been focusing on how deep nature is. Ooh, what? do tell. I want to hear about is. all that. Let me into the mind of Anthony Clark. Well, as many of you guys know, we are currently in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, we are. And it is beautiful out here. Trees, that the mountains, that just is just beautiful. Nature is just beautiful. I really appreciate Forests. It. There's forests everywhere. Forests everywhere. And one of the things that I've been noticing is the wildlife here. Mm-hmm. And this past week, you know, last week I was in the uh, in the kitchen and there's a big window mm-hmm. and this bunny rabbit just came up to the, like, right up to the window. It was like in the grass and it was like, oh my God, look at that, a rabbit. <laughs> and I'm from New York originally, so I still get excited over seeing little things <laughs> like that. I was like, look, Bugs Bunny. It's not a car. Yeah, the little inner child in me got excited <laughs> and I called the kids and I was like, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Look, look at that. And so I even threw the rabbit a little carrots and <laughs> that's BS. He ain't, he ain't even trying to eat the carrots. Like no. Cartoons. Yeah, the rabbit looked at me like, meh, the carrot, Get the out, carrot of here. out of here. But it was like, I appreciate it. And it was like, I was just having coffee, just observing it. And then it went to the front of the house. Mm-hmm. And for a week, and all windows right there in the front in this little grass area. 
and he would come out and hang out there and the kids would come out and they take pictures and he got to the point where he was confident he didn't run right and it was like oh, look at this is cute i'm getting attached to this rabbit Aww. and then uh i'm in the room and i hear a squeaking sound Aww. and i ran to the window and i saw the rabbit and he Aww. ran over to the curb and his bo- the bottom part of his body wasn't moving. And I could tell he was hit by a car. And so he uh, was just laying there trying to move, but he couldn't. Uh, and it was like, my heart was like, oh, I need to do something. And it was like, no, you don't. What are you going to do? Yeah. This is na- late nature. And it was sad. Yeah. And then he passed away. Mm-hmm. But I, I was watching him trying to hold on to his life. But then mm-hmm. he got to a point where you could tell he was just like, this ain't happening. And yeah. he, he let go. Over the couple of days, and they were supposed to come pick up, pick up his carcass up, uh-huh. the health department. But the next day, you know, it was raining and other wildlife around here. And then all was, that was left two days later were bones. Right. Like little pieces that had been ripped apart by the birds and everything. And uh-huh. my nephew, we were talking about it, and he was like, man, isn't that crazy? But the other day, we're playing with it all week. We're playing and enjoying it. And now it's just bones. Right. And it was like, you know what? That's life right there. Yeah. And even though, you know, everybody seems alive and everything is important this way it is and that, we're all going to end up bones eventually. Right. And so it was just a reminder of like, wow, helps, life helps you to put things in priority and perspective. Like, stop tripping over stupid stuff in life. Yep. Stop focusing on what you can't change in life. Yeah. Start appreciating the things that you have in life. Live the best life that you can possibly live before you become bones. Right. And so uh. that's just what I want to share. Uh, wow. I know it wasn't uplifting. I was going to say, it like, wasn't exciting, that but... took a different turn than I thought it yeah, was going to yeah, take. Yeah. You know, um, it's interesting when you saw the rabbit, you were like, oh, a bunny rabbit. And I'm not making this up. I'm not even kidding. Uh-huh. Everything in me was don't get attached to the rabbit. Mm-hmm. Don't even look at the rabbit. Don't interact with the rabbit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I never saw it. I you were like, hey, look at the rabbit. And I was like, uh-uh. And something like in me. Ra- not like you're a rabbit racist, are you? <laughs> no. Anything? Oh, okay. No, something in me knew that that rabbit ain't long for this neighborhood. I, I had a feeling too. I had a feeling. I had a feeling too, but I thought it would be like a predator. A hawk, no. Because they have a bunch of hawks and different birds around here. And I was the, like, that's going to snatch him up. I'm, I've seen the nature of this neighborhood and there's a lot of wildlife here. And I knew the rabbit wasn't going to last long and I didn't want to get t- attached and I didn't want my heart to hurt. And so even when you told me it got hit by a car, I was like, I don't want to know. I don't want to think yeah. about it. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. But I'm glad that you got some insight yeah, about good. life from it mm-hmm. and um, that you really realized that you know, we got to live our best life every day. That's right. And it's not all about chasing carrots. As you saw, the rabbit knew him chasing no carrots. Give me no dang carrot. (laughs) He's like, I just want to have fun. I just want to live my life. And he did. And he did. And you know, but when all said and done, it wasn't nature that did him in. It was a navigator yeah. that did him in. <laughs> so just goes to show you people. Hey, the navigator is part of our nature now, right? There like human beings, we do what we do. We're part of nature and we create and we build and we built navigators. That's and right. so we sometimes run out nature from before. Sad, but true. Yes. So the bottom line was that rabbit helped me to refocus on love. Hmm. So is love a construct? What is love? What is love? That's right. Let's, so let's talk about that now into the main topic. Okay. So now what is love? Everybody's searching for it. Everybody's looking for it. Couples that 
you know, in relationships. They're trying to figure out how to rekindle it. Um, single people, they're chasing it, looking how to find it. What is it? Where is it? Because after all, if you want it, it helps if you know what it is, at least, because it, you can attract it easier. Right. So in this conversation, what I'd want to do, let's talk about it. And hopefully we can help you guys get clarity on it. And we'll hopefully help you to be able to attract it, rekindle right. it, or do whatever you want with it. Right. Okay, so love. Now, I think that the first, for most people, the first concepts of love comes from fairy tales mm -hmm. growing up. Right. And love is this, you know, the prince on a horse and the <laughs> princess, and he saves the princess and takes her away, and then they ride into the sunset and live happily ever after. And then as kids, we watch that and go, ah, that's love. I want that. Right. What was your first introduction to love, even a concept? <laughs> I think I've said this before. It was um, romance novels that I read Ooh. when I was about 10 years old. <laughs> wow. So it was exactly what you said. It was like the fairy tale, right? Like the, the man comes to save the woman right. and the woman has all these elusive powers that makes the man want to chase her mm -hmm. and love her and fight for her. And constantly prove um, how amazing she is by fighting or, you know, just providing for her and protecting her. Providing and protecting, which makes a lot of sense. How much do we hear that now? I want someone who's going to provide for me. Some women still want protection, but it's, it was really all about providing. Love is a man providing for a woman. And a woman nurturing and taking care of a man after he's provided, because that's hard work. And he needs, he needs her to soften it up for him. That was kind of my first introduction. Right. And then love was also, for me, it was being attracted to someone. So when you see them, that you're so attracted to them, their little hearts start flying around your yeah. head, moving around, and, yeah. and in your eyes, and there's fireworks going off, and it's an adding. Mm -hmm. And so what is it? Because a lot of people, even singles, that's what they're searching for. Yeah. And a lot of couples, that's what they want to rekindle. Yes. Okay, so I'll start it off with this. Give you guys a scientific perspective. Because actually, when it comes to love, I, I think it's more than one category. It's type, different types of love. There's romantic love. Mm -hmm. There's compassionate love. There's love you can have for a romantic partner. There's love you can have for your child. Love you can have for a parent. It's so many different variations. Right. But let's start with romantic love. Okay. So what is it? So you know, like when you're young, not enough to be young, but when you're dating or you meet somebody and then when you're with that, around that person, you get that feeling, your heart starts to race, you get butterflies in your stomach, you can't stop thinking about them, you become infatuated with them, you want to be around them, you want to touch them and talk to them all the time, you get on the telephone, it's like, you hang up first, no, you hang up first. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you, you know, it's just that you can't get enough of each other. Right. That is called passionate love and what that really is it's called limerence and what limerence is it's a chemical cocktail that your brain creates right dopamine vasopressin um oxytocin all of these chemicals that literally make your brain respond as if it's on cocaine right and so it's an addiction it's a high mm -hmm. it's intoxicating right and the more you're around that person the more of it you feel, the more intense it is. Right. That is passionate love. That is limerence. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is that between the first one to three years, limerence starts to fade away. 
Mm-hmm. And once those chemicals start to die down, that feeling of being in love, that infatuation, it starts to die. Now, you may still love that person, compassionate love, like roommates, best friends, and that, but that, that thing, mm-hmm. that energy, that excitement, that starts to die out. Right. And so that's why a lot of couples, a lot of, when they get together at first, it's great. But then once limerence dies out, all of a sudden now, you don't feel those same feelings. So then the tendency is to feel like, oh my God, I need you to start doing the things that you used to do to make me feel that mm-hmm. feeling again. Yeah. And you stop looking at what they're, what they're doing that you appreciate. Because when you're in limerence, automatically you're going to focus on what you love and appreciate about that person, right. which feels good. It's the rose-colored glasses. Exactly. Like They could be doing crazy stuff, and you're like, but I love them. Right. That's where love is blind, yes. because you won't yes. see those things, those traits that you don't like, because you're getting a high. Subconsciously, your brain is making you focus on those things that's going to keep giving you that high. Yes. So those are the things you appreciate about them. You keep, I love your eyes. I love your smile. I love your voice. I love, right. I love, I love, I love, I love. Right. But once limerence starts to die away, it's like, wait a minute, you're doing something wrong. I don't like this about you. I don't like that. Then you start focusing mm-hmm. on what you don't like. You start growing apart. You feel less limerence, less compassion, uh, less passion. Well, let, let me jump in there. Also, when that happens, that's when the ego shows up, right? And starts mm-hmm. going into self-protection. Like, oh, you're not doing what you were doing before. I need to protect myself. Yeah. I need to watch you. I need to fix you. I need to tell you how to be. I need to tell you what you're doing wrong. So once those chemicals go away, then the mind starts to show up and the ego shows up to protect you. Right, exactly. And so that's what most single people are chasing. Yes. Um, and that's what most couples where they struggle because once they get out of limerence, mm-hmm. then that's when they start finding hard times right. and finding what they don't like and, yeah. growing, and fighting and growing apart. And so. Well, I, I want to add this. I find this fascinating for single people, especially, you know, when people meet each other and they're going to get married, do you remember back in the day you used to have to take a blood test? Black Beyond Measure honors and elevates Black creators, artists, entrepreneurs, and others in the Black community. Target holds the community front and center, supporting their products, ambitions, and efforts, and the people behind them, encouraging them to thrive. The best way Anthony and I could show up for our clients every day is by being our best selves. Understanding more about myself and about my wellness helps me feed my inner glow. For me, that's working out, reading some of my favorite books, honestly, just hanging out with Melanie. What does it look like for you? I also enjoy working out, but talking on the phone with my babies in California and journaling really helps my inner glow. Nice. It can look different every day. Those intentional moments of self-care allow me to show up for others. And being there for others is foundational to our coaching practice. We wouldn't be very good loving life coaches if we weren't feeding our inner glow. And coaching others is our life work. We're here to bring the love revolution to you all and feed your outer glow. We love being able to bring love into the universe and uplift our people. We all need more love, more self-care, more glow. And our friends at Target understand what it means to invest, uplift, and celebrate community. To learn more, go to target.com forward slash black beyond measure. And you used to have to take a blood test before you got married because they were trying to make sure that you would have healthy children together, that your DNA matched. 
Or that you weren't related. and Or that you weren't related. <laughs> now we should probably be taking DNA tests to make sure we're not related. But anyway, um, the reason that they did that is to make sure that you would have really, it was right. really about healthy children. Did your DNA work well together? And that's part of attraction too. And people don't realize that we're attracted to people's energy, to people's DNA. And most people that really, really feel deeply love for someone, it's that. There's a compatibility in their energy. Their energies will mix well together to create children. And so that's a huge part of attraction too. And that limerence, once that limerence goes away, like you're saying when people are dating, it's hop- happening a lot faster now because people have so many choices, right? Because of online dating, right. they have so many choices. It's easy to pick through um, the choices and say, well, you know, I feel good with you, but it's not feeling like it was before. So let me try someone else. Let me try someone else. Let me try someone else. Right. So they don't actually get to the compassionate love. So what you're talking about is the passionate love starts in the beginning and then it goes away so that you can go into passionate love where you're actually consciously creating the life you want together. And it's not just your body and your chemicals um, pulling you. Right. So the first stage is the passionate love, yes. which isn't really a construct. Construct is actually a physical response. Chemical, yeah. And then after the physical response dies, dies out, starts to die out, mm-hmm. now you start to move into compassionate love, which is actually designed to, to basically say, okay, the passionate was about us procreating. Mm-hmm. That's what's really going on. Yeah, your, yeah. your subconscious and physiology is trying to go create, procreate, procreate, hurry yes. up, hurry up. Yes. Which the, the passionate helps you do that. But now once you procreate, now you have to raise those little ones. Yeah. <laughs> now you need that family structure and yeah. support. And if you were still in that high, it would be a little more challenging. Yeah to do the things and handle business and to show up in responsibilities that you need. You'd just need. be having sex all the time right, instead the of feeling them, starving, feeding them kids. Dirty pampers, <laughs> dirty diapers. And it's like, yeah, hey, mommy, daddy, yeah, shut up. We're, we're in the bathroom doing our thing. Right. And so now the compassionate part comes in. Now you have to logically, cognitively mm-hmm. focus. Yeah. And so the problem with that is a lot of couples once they get into that responsibility, that compassionate part, they get stuck in it. Yeah. And they forget about the romantic part. Yeah. Now, there's a way that you can bring both of them back, have compassionate and passionate love. Right. Even after limerence starts to fade away. And in my, our first marriages, we started off with passionate love. Right. And then we went to compassionate and we never recovered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, nope, ain't no going back. <laughs> right. So then when we met, we both made an agreement that, you know what, we know we can make it last. We know you can keep passionate yeah. love alive. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have to figure it out on our own. So intuitively, we figured it out. And the way you can bring it back is by consciously now, before when you were passionately loved, you weren't consciously doing it. Your physiology just did it for you on automatic pilot. Yes. Once that went away, now you have to consciously create it. And you consciously create it by starting to focus on the things you appreciate about your partner. Yes. And expressing those things you appreciate about your partner. Right. And stay fixated on the things you appreciate about your partner. And like we've said before, appreciation is love in its smallest and most concentrated form. The more you appreciate something, the more you'll like it. And if you keep appreciating it, you'll love it. And if you continue to appreciate it, you will fall in love with it. Yes. And so that's the key. You have to train. 
And then you'll start to get those, that dopamine, the oxytocin, vasopressin, all those chemicals will start to come back. They may not be as intense as they were when you were dating, but you don't need them in that intense. You have the balance now, right. the passionate and the compassionate. And that's the sweet spot. Yes. You know, when, when we talk about construct, if I could just break it down to the simplest way to look at it, a lot of it is when you get to the um, compassionate love part, it's really the meaning that you give everything. Mm -hmm. So people have given the meaning of like, we're in hard times or, you know, we're, right. we're not feeling as hot for each other as we did in the beginning. They give that a meaning of something is wrong. And as soon as you tell yourself something is wrong, you are literally going to start attracting more things that are wrong and you're mm -hmm. going to see more things that are wrong. And then the way that our brains work, as mm -hmm. soon as we, we give something meaning, mm -hmm. um, our brain has to create a chemical that gives us an emotion. And then once we've attached a meaning and whether it's a positive or a negative, however we frame it in our minds, right. then our brain goes, okay, so here's a chemical to match that. And that's really the construct of society, right? Like society tells us what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad. And then we focus on that. And then our brain goes, this is how we're supposed to feel about it. So it literally is a construct. We're programmed through society. Um, if we go back in history and we look at what we were told love is, you go back to Shakespeare, you go back to what people read, what people shared. It was love was always pain, right? Like love was tragedy and pain and suffering. So it's almost like we expect a little bit of that for it to be love. And mm -hmm. we we want that that those deep emotions about it. And I would challenge people to change what the meaning of love is for you. Decide what it is for you. We have created our own meaning of love, and that's what we experience. Our meaning of love for us is our friendship, um, building a life together, chasing our dreams together, having fun. Like We giggle a lot, and we have a lot of fun. Yeah. We share interests. We talk about deeper subjects. We're not just you know, kids, bills, that kind of stuff is what happens because people believe that's what marriage is, right? You get married and then you buy a house and you fill it with some kids and then you got to pay those bills and then you get mad at each other because he doesn't take out the garbage. And I, I mean, we yeah. can decide what it is. So when we talk about it being a construct, it's what are you believing that it is? And you don't have to believe that. You can make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And you know, you, you're touching a valid point. Hmm. It's something that you have to consciously create and sustain. Yeah. Once you've, you know, once you're out into the compassionate stage. And so when you get into disagreements and conflict with your partner, mm -hmm. it's like you get an invitation, two invitations. Yes. You can be like, okay, <laughs> you go hold on to this bullshit right. and keep focusing on that. And that will lead to growing apart. Yes. You can accept this invitation for that, and that'll lead to growing apart, falling more out of love, right. and going in a completely opposite direction. But you'll show them. Yeah. Or deal with it. You can try to resolve it. You can accept it. You can embrace it. You can grow from it. You can learn from it. You could forgive. You could forget. And you could continue to fixate back on what you appreciate. Yes. You can accept that invitation and move towards more love. And I think when people get emotional and angry mm -hmm. and upset, they're not in the right state of mind. So a lot of people choose the first invitation. Right. 
I don't like this. Now I'm holding on to this. Who does that person think they are? And right. Then they find more and it's a slippery slope. They build a case. Right. And so you can do it that way. It's free will. You have a choice. You can do it any way you want. Yes. But if your goal is to get to the mountaintop and to keep growing and, and getting tapping into the highest levels of love on deeper, more meaningful levels and to grow more in love, then you have to consciously do that. Yeah. And make that choice to go in that direction. And I think that that's very difficult for a lot of people, but it's practice. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice. How important is, is it to you? Well, when, when we say consciousness, we're talking about awareness, right? Like most right. people are not even aware of this. They're not thinking about this. No. They're not, that's not where they're putting their energy. They're still in the programming of like, well, he's supposed to be like this and she's supposed to be like that. And then we're supposed to take this step and this is what happens next. And if we're doing that, then yeah. we're doing it right. And it's supposed to work out. But then we look at the 50%, it's probably more now, divorce rate. And then they're like, but that doesn't happen. So I'm scared to do it, but I'm right. still trying to do it the way that they're telling me to do it, but I'm afraid to do it. So I don't really want to do it. And hence we have people not being yeah. able to connect with each other. Yeah. So you have to get clear, especially as a single person, what you want it to be for you. It, a construct can be designed by you. You design it the way that you want it to be. Right. And, I think and don't wait. Like, I think that's the problem. Sorry, honey, I don't mean to uh, interrupt you. I think that's a problem when people are dating. They're waiting for it to happen. Like, they're waiting for something to show up that it's like, this is it, right? Like, this is, okay, now it's here. And you will know when it's here, but it's a lot easier to know when it's here when you create it in your mind. Anthony, I literally created you. I manifested you. I created you. Mm -hmm. I had gone through a divorce. I was single and I was dating and I was meeting lots of different men. And as I was meeting them, I was thinking, I like this and I like that and I like this. I didn't try to lock it down. I had no expectations from them, but I was learning what I wanted, what I needed. Um, I had been married before, so I had had the experience of living with someone and I knew what I could accept and what I couldn't accept moving forward. And what I learned from that first relationship was that I want to be adored and I want to be able to express myself fully and be accepted for that. Mm -hmm. And I also want to have someone who will love me through my flaws someone who will not beat me up for my challenges and for the things that I struggle with. And those are the thoughts that I had. Moving forward, I was like, when I meet someone that I feel like this with and that I can give them the same thing back, that will be my person. And when I met you, I knew you were my person because you embodied that for me. And I embodied that for you. No, oh, that was beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're beautiful. And I feel the same way about you. Oh, thank the you. Same way. You know, I also think that, and it's like a two-step process, if, if you want to be successful at it. Tell us the two steps, baby. There's falling in love. And that's almost like it just happened. Right. It's happening to you. You have no control over it. Yeah. You walk down the street, turn a corner, you see somebody, bang, up. Ah! You slip on some love. Slip on some love. You're out of control. <laughs> uh, falling in love. Out of control. Loss of control. Has nothing to do with you. Consciously. Right. Now that's the first stage. Passionate love. Now when you move to compassionate love. Right. The mistake a lot of people make is that they're still in that falling yeah. mentality. Mm -hmm. So it's like, make it happen to me. Come yeah. on. I'm waiting for it. Make it happen. Let me, yeah. let me feel it. Mm -hmm. But that's different. 
Now you, it's almost like you got to stop falling in love. Now it's time to start standing in love mm, mm, mm. and start taking control. Yes. The first part was out of control. That's great. Now it's time to take control. So you don't wait for it to happen. You make it happen. Right. And so that's where the conscious part of it where, okay, if I want to keep this party moving, keep this love growing, I got to start focusing on what I appreciate and expressing that to my partner. And I got to do these things to be proactive in order to grow this love now. Yeah. And if you can do both, if you fall in love, great, then stand in love even better. Yes. Then you'll make it last. And that's what we're talking about with us, what we've been doing over 30 years. It's standing in love. Yeah. And then sometimes when you're trying to stand in love, you run across hard times and it makes you want to just fall on the ground and be like, fuck it, I don't want to stand. I want to slam the ground and just kick <laughs> and scream. And, and, and you got to pick yourself back up and go, no, no, get back up. Well, I, I would also add to that, that you really have to believe in your heart that you are lovable and that you have love to give and focus on what that feels like, what that means to you. But you have to have belief about it. So again, this just makes me think of like, I always kind of look at the past, the present and where we're going in the future. That's just kind of how my mind works. And if you think about how it was in the past, everyone expected to get married. Mm -hmm. um, there was no doubt. People were not sitting around like, oh, I, I wonder if it's going to happen. Everyone wanted it. It was part of society. It was how we grew society. But as the world changed, people started saying things like, I think it has a lot to do with the women's movement. As women started working, like, oh, men don't like that. They're not going to want you. You're not doing it right. You're not Susie Homemaker. Mm -hmm. But we evolve. So we have to stop telling ourselves these stories about why we're not going to be loved or why it won't work or what each other is doing mm -hmm. wrong and come together and be like, what you want? Yeah, this is what I want, what you want. Okay, good. And stop skirting around it. Like so many people want love, but they're not willing to state what they want. And even more important, listen to what other people want so they could see if it's a fit and if it's a match. If love is a construct, you are the creator of your construct. So create it in a way that works for you. Decide what you want and start to believe that you will have it. And a belief is literally just a thought that you think over and over again until you attract evidence that it's possible. And so what you are focusing your mind on and what you are thinking about constantly becomes your reality. So if you start saying in your mind, like, I know I'm going to have it and this is what it's going to be like for me and I'm going to love it. And don't try to make it perfect because you'll never find the person. You'll, all, your ego will come in and be like, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. So you want to be like, my person is going to be amazing. We're going to love each other. We're going to accept, accept each other. Neither of us is perfect. But that our imperfections are actually going to help us grow. And I'm going to love that. It's not always going to be sunshine and lollipops. But when it's not, I know this is my person and I feel safe with them to reveal parts of myself that... I don't even love and they will still love me and I will do the same for them. Mm, very good. Very good. Thank you. You, know, you should, you know, I was thinking about being a coach. Do you think I should coach people on this? I think you have the potential. <laughs> I think you really have the potential. Thanks, and, babe. And, I'm going to work on that. Yeah. I'm going to work on that. Yeah, imagine if we could do it together. Oh, that'd be amazing. Hey, it. we already created that. How yeah. awesome is that? Wow. Hell of a manifestation. <laughs> like, good job. Yes. You know, I just had a, um, some C-mail. 
And yes. well, by the way, when I get C mail, it's, I call that channeled mail. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm just sitting here and then a thought will drop in my head and I don't know what it is. It's like, you've got C mail. Ding. And then it's like, oh, what is it? And I know it's going to be something interesting. And then I open it up in my mind and it's like, oh, and then I start reading it. And then I share it with you. So I just got some C mail. Give it to me. I want to hear. New concepts. The uh, C mail was that you fall in love. Mm-hmm. It happened to you. Mm-hmm. You didn't consciously choose it. Okay. Consciously you did it. Right. But it happened to you. And it came from the outside. Right. Your perception is it came from the outside of you. That person, something about them. I'm feeling that love from them. I'm in love with them. So mm-hmm. now you feel that oxytocin, you feel the limerence, you feel that excitement, you feel, you feel, you feel. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't embody it, mm-hmm. then you lose it. Mm-hmm. That love. It's no longer no love, energetic There is match. no love outside of you. Yeah. The love is inside. of you. Yes. And that love, that, that perception of that love outside of you was just like a jump starter mm-hmm. to get you started right but then it's up to you to go okay i feel that that love is within me yes and once i learn to love within in that spirit so that outside person gave me an impression of it now that i fell in love now i have that impression now it's my job to not make it reliant on that person it's within me so now i love myself i love that connection with my spirit Yes. I love that relationship and it makes me feel all giddy and this and that. It has nothing to do with that person outside of me now. They just help me to, to realize and identify it within me. Now that I have it within me, I'm in control of that love. I'm dictating that love. Mm-hmm. So even if my partner doesn't act the way I want them to act, it doesn't matter. That love is in me. It doesn't change or affect that love that's within me. So as long as it's within me, then I'll always have that love. Yeah. And then you can give love and share that and receive and love receive love mm-hmm. without being dependent on that person externally other people circumstances outside of you so when you are love you will attract love yes if it's outside of you if it's not inside of you then you're always chasing love right so the key is to embody it and, and if you embody it now we're moving into compassionate love mm-hmm. and that balance that we're talking about like okay hey, we're in compassionate love but I'm still in love yes with you yes because that love is within me Yes. And I'm not looking at you going, I need you to act like this or do these things in order to make me feel that feeling inside of me. Nah, baby, I feel it inside of me. <laughs> it's in me already. Yes. I love myself. Now yeah. I can truly love you. 100%. Um, that was great, C-Mail. I love the word embody. I think it is such an important word because it's true. Part of the construct is I need someone outside of me to give it to me for it to be love. But you're right. It starts with you. When you love yourself, you don't have up all the walls of protection. You're able to love someone when they're not acting the way that you want them to act. Right. You can just love. You can it, just accept. You can just see them deeper and experience them deeper than their actions and what your, what your construct is. They need to act like this and be like right. this and do this and do that and do this. That, that's just putting barriers up that will prevent that energy that flows from the spirit, from the heart to one another. Mm-hmm. And that's what creates long lasting love. Right. And it's like we always tell people that, you know what, even though I love you to death and we've been together all these years, you do yeah. not fulfill me. No. Nor is it possible for you to fulfill me. It's up to me to fulfill myself. That's what it's called self-fulfillment. Yes. So it's up to me to learn to love myself. 
And if I'm in, if I love myself and you don't love yourself, it's never going to last. If you love yourself, but I don't love myself, it's never going to last. Right. Now, when you learn to love yourself, first and foremost, find that love within, I'll learn to find that love within. Now it's easier to build and sustain that love. Right. Because it's within us. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. So I know we probably got to wrap it up here uh, pretty soon, but that's, that's a pretty deep concept about self-love and really when you told you it was going to get deep, I know, right. When, when, so that's the embodiment part, right? When you love yourself and you accept yourself and you're with someone and they're not acting how you want them to act, or they say words that you don't like, when you embody love, you can still love them. You can just say, it's behavior I don't like. And this is not who they are. It's just something they're doing that's not my favorite. And you could still come together. You may have to disconnect a little bit because, you know, you have to manage your emotions. But that is the time to look at what you're thinking, what your perspective is, and what meaning you're giving action, like what your beliefs are. There's the construct, right? If I believe that you're supposed to act like this and you're not doing it, then I don't love you anymore. And that happens to you a lot. You got to step back and go, does that meaning really mean love? Did I create that? Is it something I learned? Am I following a program? I want to be with this. There's something about this person, but there's also something about me that I need to work on and, right. and love myself more. So, Yeah, I got some more stuff on that so we can keep going. It's, <laughs> so, it's yeah. a lot. It's, it's a lot. A lot yeah. give, us, give us one more and then we'll sign off because I could okay, tell. I, Anthony, when this Anthony a, starts acting like this, y'all going to get the good well, stuff. Give is, it to him, baby. Give it to a, him. This is something to ponder. Interesting. I'm going to ask you first. Okay. Based on your experience, yes. when it comes to, com- to passionate love, uh-huh. can you fall in passionate love with someone that you are not physically attracted to? Mm. I think I that's, know it's possible. I think that's we'll a whole nother podcast, you, but, that's why, but I said, that's why I said I will I answer like, your huh. question for the sake of answering your question. So say it again, like so I want to get clarity on okay. it. Have you ever this is you. I know anything's possible with human. Right. But have you personally, do you ever, or do you think you could fall passionately in love with someone you are not physically attracted to? Someone you are physically not attracted to? I'm going to kind of split hairs here. I think I could make myself do it for a short time, but I don't think it would last. Mm, interesting. Seriously, because I, I really have the ability to conjure up any emotion and any energy that I want. I've practiced that for years. I can, I can focus myself enough to make myself do it. Yeah. You, you know, that thought just came But it would be mind. work. It would be work. I'd have, to, I'd have to hold those thoughts, that energy. Like, I'd have to work at it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't come naturally. I think that uh, the thought came to mind because this is kind of a weird answer that uh-huh. I have. So, for example, if you're in love with someone, Mm-hmm. And you're going to be physically attracted to them. Even if they're not a physically attractive, in love will make you perceive them as physically attractive. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's why you see somebody with somebody, you're like, oh my God, what? You're with that person? <laughs> How can you be in love with that person? And, but then, from through those person's eyes, that other person is attractive to them. It's right. like, so beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Right. And love can really dictate what you're going to see right so the answer is no you probably can't be in love 
with someone you're not attracted oh, we, to. Oh, we, I, I want to go in on this one, but we got to go. We got to go. So we we're gonna, go. that's going to be another podcast. So what, what you guys are hearing see right now, this is what we do all day long. Yeah, this is we our- We have these different topics and thoughts and we like <laughs> ponder them and we share them. We throw them back and forth. It's great. I love it. Yes, I love it too. And I love right. you. So- Another amazing episode. Thank you, baby. Thank You're you for welcome. those deep thoughts. Thank this you. Is a great conversation. Hopefully, you listeners and viewers and audience, audience, you guys enjoyed it. We want to thank you guys for loving and supporting us. We yes. really truly appreciate yes. and love you guys. Yes. And uh, if you guys haven't had a chance yet to get a copy of our book, Crack the Code: Secrets to Achieving Your Happily Ever After, available on Amazon.com. Pick up your copy today. If you guys are interested in coaching with the amazing clocks then reach out to us at theamazingclocks.com. Last but not least, if you guys are interested in becoming a life coach or just want to learn some skills to life coach yourself or others in your life, then check out our life coach training certification course at lawofattractionlifecoachacademy.com. Yes. So, there you go, people. We gave it to you. Now, what you going to do? See you next time. See you next time.